And we're recording, bro. Oh, we're live. Wow, you're not staying in all, Mauricio. We're, what the fuck? We're live in Reykjavik. We're live. We're live. You shouldn't die. KDKPR, live in Reykjavik. We're coming here with the one and only Hugh. Are you, how are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I've just been, uh, just been, uh, we just scooted to my house from uh, downtown. Got on the scoot. Yeah, straight scooted, bro. Yeah. Who are you? That sounds like a, it sounds like a euphemism. You it does and I got, sound like a euphemism. You and I got the other day, got together the other day and scooted, bro. We were scooting, scooting you, all up on each other. Do Americans call heroin boot? Boot? Yeah. No. British people call heroin boot. <laughs> Why? It's just like, I'm going, I'm on the boot, mate. <laughs> I'm on the boot. Yeah. Oh, I thought, okay, so wait, I thought the boot of your car that's was the trunk, the yeah. trunk, yeah. But in America, if your car gets booted, it means you've got a, you've got a, um, you've got a giant cowboy boot up its ass. No, I assume. <laughs> no, it's, it means it's it's a, it's like one of those things that the police put on your car if you're illegally parked. A clamp. Yeah, we like call a that clamp. A clamp. Yeah, yeah, it's a boot in America. You get booted. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, so, he left his fucking car in Times Square and it got booted, bro. So I heard like in France they just don't use those because French people teach each other how to take them off. Well, in America, but I don't you know can, how true that is. In America, you can do that too. Apparently, in some some fashion, I have no idea how to do it. I've never it been was, booted. Have you ever seen QI, the British show? Mm-mm. QI means quite interesting. They give they have weird facts on it, and uh, that's well, my entire impression of the BBC. By yeah. the way, oh yeah, yeah, the entire thing is just well, it was hosted by Stephen Fry for a very long time. So. Ah, well, that's the only reason yeah. you, to watch it. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 he doesn't even host it anymore. Now Sunday talks to host it. So I mean, it's, it's just but, Stephen yeah. Fry. I would watch anything that guy does. He's just the most interesting man. He's a great guy. But yeah, apparently when he was on it. They said when they first put clamps out in France, people have worked out if you if you put super glue in the lock, it's probably an old type of clamp they don't use anymore. It would kind of jam up and you could just kind of go and it would come just off. Like you could just off. take it off. That know? seems very French. And French to me. people like hate authority unless yeah. no, they can't stand it. Unless it's stopping Muslims from wearing headscarves. Yeah, exactly. That was some good French. I uh, speak je parle français. Uh, je parle un peu français aussi. Ah ouais. But we haven't introduced you yet. Who are you? What'd you say? We haven't introduced you. Who are you? No, I don't. I don't think. I just don't. This dude. is Brendan. Just, let's just. This is <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> this is Brendan Lemon. Brendan Lemon. Brendan fucking Lemon. First time in Reykjavik in five years. Four uh, years. It was four years ago. Yeah, it was four years ago. The last time I was in Reykjavik. 2018. And it feels weird. It feels like it was a lot more recent than that because the pandemic fucked up the last. Yeah. Like, you know, two years. Like, it does feel like that, but then also when you showed up the other day, I was like, I don't know that guy. I haven't seen him in an age. Yeah, Because we're in a time dilation, dude. We're in like a we're in a weird Star Trekian time dilation where time has both been like greater and less than it's been in the last. It's exactly. just so weird because two years ago feels like literally. It literally feels like I was just here. Like it feels like because yeah. we after we shot the documentary that we're here for. That's what they came for. Yeah, we got into. I mean the sizzle. The I mean speaking of, I just got a text from Zach. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I love Zach. Co-producer on the documentary. And we got, so after we shot the documentary, we spent the next six months uh, editing it and, and trying to get it into the sizzle reel. And we still had, and we, what we wanted to do was produce a sizzle reel and then like the actual pilot. Yeah, yeah. And the pilot's still in limbo for a bunch of reasons, but like the sizzle reel, we got really fucking tight. It was really hot. It was really nice. tight. And then that got us into the New York Television Festival as finalists for like this. Nice. Um, yeah, See, it was really you cool. are famous. I mean, 
dude. I not even, but uh, I am pretty big, pretty 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 big on TikTok. Um, I don't even have TikTok, right? You probably should. You know, your brain's probably better off for I'm it. I'm 33, man. I can't have I'm 36, dude. I'm on TikTok <laughs> AF. You know, you know, Fullhead was on TikTok. Somebody and he's called 40. me. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, dude. Somebody called me old AF today. They were like, "You're old as fuck," and I was like, "Jesus Christ, dude! That you chose violence today." Yeah. I hang out like one of my best buddies is 22, and we like hang out all oh, the wow. time. He came here to Reykjavik with us. He's such a good guy. And like anyway, which the, one? Uh, which one? <laughs> that was uh, that was that was uh, that was Michael. Is he the, the artist? Yeah, he's the artist. He was Mike, great. Mike he had a, his dope, dude. He, he was, had an art bra on all the time. Yeah, dude. He <laughs> like has. <laughs> I know. He had like he has like a chest pack with yeah. like a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah, I call he's, that an art bra now. <laughs> he, he is. Um, he's living his best life. But let me return to the point. Yeah, so sorry. I spent probably the better part of it, almost an entire year after we shot that documentary, which was in 2018, Trying around to get it on. this time of year getting it, trying to do stuff. So it was like, and then the pandemic started happening. And when the pandemic happened, it felt like both more time happened because like things were very dramatic for a while, but then less time happened because like no actual things were happening. Yeah, pretty much. It was like lots was happening and also nothing was happening at the same time. We were pretty chill in Reykjavik, but it still, it still had that effect. But like yeah. the pandemic was never, we're, we're not allowed to leave our house ever kind of thing. Yeah, that you didn't never, have full lockdown here. Never full lockdown. So we had, so it's really weird. Because New York I, was like properly empty for a while. New York was insane. So I was in New York. I was in the East Village at Tompkins Square Park. That's where they live in France. Yeah. <laughs> Zach and I used to live at this place. And it was at 7th and Avenue A, in case anybody is familiar. And... Go and bother the new one. <laughs> yeah, really. 127 uh, 7th Street. Most of our listeners are, are in Iceland, Britain, and somewhere in America. So. Hey, kick ass, man. What is your listenership on this thing? Not very high. Yeah, uh, three, I haven't three, checked four, it for a while. Three, four people? Three, four dozen? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think uh, my friend Ashley was listening for a while, but she dropped out. Um, <laughs> sometimes people in the UK go, hey, I listened to your latest episode. Why do you why do you hate your best black friend so much? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, we're never that high. At first, I was doing lots of stuff with trying to get people listening to it. And now I'm just like, let's just do it's just it. It's fun. It's fun to it do. Good. It's a good excuse to hang out with somebody and have a conversation. I, I also, it is like, I did it and then I started looking into all this social media theory stuff, but I also hate social media. So, like. dude, I can't stand it either. It's hard. All right. So, but no one's going to go to your apartment, your old apartment. Just something. to get back to the point. I, yeah, know, I keep me, taking you on tangents. I'll finish it. Um, it was weird because it was like, it does feel like I was just here because for a big bulk of time after we got that documentary done, like after the shooting got done, yep. we were just really focused on it. And then now that I'm back, it's like, it feels like it was two years ago. So it actually feels like, oh yeah, I was only there like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, the project feels like really fresh, even yeah, though yeah. it now isn't. Well, it's like, I, you showed me the trailer and there's Bill, you're talking to Snowlook and uh, Bilgia. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, that snow like I haven't talked to in such a long time. I haven't seen Bilgia, her. Bilgia, I think, moved. Yeah, was it? In, the, in that time, Bilgia has moved to Edinburgh. Yeah, she's, she's in Scotland She's lived now. in Edinburgh for a long time now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I haven't seen her do stand-up. Geesley doesn't ages. do comedy anymore. Yeah. And he yeah. was he was hosting the shows uh, by then. And yeah, that's it, you know? It's so weird, man. So it was strange to come back because it's interesting to see you're still doing comedy. Frederick is still doing comedy. I'm in my 10th I mean, year of doing comedy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so how did you start doing comedy? Uh, so basically, I was in my final year of uni, didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. But I, I wanted to try it since I was like 16. And where did you go to uni? You went to London, I went right? to SOAS, part of the University SOAS. of London. But yeah, yeah, it's dude. School of Oriental and African Studies. It's a very trendy, but actually just full of posh kids kind of school. <laughs> like, 
It's it's got interesting vibes. So it's just it's, anime kids, just otaku bros. Uh, the, the Japanese, yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Bro. I was on Chinese. Chinese is all white people who want to be investment bankers. Uh, oh, yeah, apart from yeah, me, I didn't want to be an investment banker, but I did want to be rich. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's nice. And you know, I was the only one who would could. I mean, I'm saying it like I'm super working class. I'm not poor, but like my friends who I was studying Chinese, those guys didn't have to try and be rich. They yep. came to school rich. They had already arrived yeah. at the finish line. They went to school with all the famous people from England kind of thing, you know? Oh, like, man. But yeah, like, um, and I, I there was a gig uh, still going on, I think, Jester Jesters, they do gigs in Farringdon in London, which uh-huh. is pretty central, East, East Center. And they just did one, I signed up. Uh, it was just after I'd finished my last exams and I just did it five minute and then I just fucked around for five years and then I got here and I started doing it a bit so more seriously. So what brought you to, wait, where, what brought you to Iceland though? I came here to do my master's degree actually. At, uh, at the, uh, at the uh, Icelandic university. Yeah, the University of Iceland. Yes. Yeah. Not the University of Reykjavik. No, no, no. The University of Iceland. Two different. Yeah. Two different. Are they two? Is this the uh, University of Reykjavik is the private one. Oh, and it's, well. And it's still cheaper than a state school is in America, I think. But yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I had, so years ago, before I even thought about coming here, my friend Bill Burkett, uh, he studied, this guy was a real polyglot. He could speak a lot of languages. Like me, bro. He taught me German. My degree was Chinese and Korean. So, yeah. you, so you can speak. So no, you, not anymore. Many, I graduated 10 years ago. Uh, man, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> But you speak a little bit of French, so. I do. Uh, my parents... Uh, in 1988, they bought a house in France for like literally for like ten thousand dollars. What the fuck, dude? And now they what? How much better would it be to just be a baby boomer? I know, right? It's the best fucking life. I don't even think it's that bad being a millennial, but it's definitely better being oh, a oh, boomer. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. But it is so much better to be a baby yeah, boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you, there's baby boomers existed in a world in which like housing was cheap. Jobs were plentiful. There were no STDs. Yeah. Like it's just it, everything that they did as children, it yeah. was just the best. And they just <laughs> didn't know, appreciate they, it. They literally spent the 70s getting away with sex crime. Like, what a like, bunch of pieces of shit, yeah, dude. Like, like literally the whole world was just like, <laughs> uh, isn't that what you do? You're just supposed to, oh yeah, I can buy this house for $10? Yeah. And sell it for $500,000. Yeah, I guess I'll just sell it in a few years for $500,000. Yeah. My parents own not one, but two boats, two. What? That's crazy. Yeah. So they live in a town called Manistee on the northwest, northwest lower Michigan. So like anybody who's listening so to this. In lower Europe, Michigan is the bottom it's, bit. Because Michigan's one that looks like, like that, the, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. one that looks like the, the, the mitten. I mean, literally people call it the mitten. And now there we go. And it's the one that has two parts. It's surrounded by all the Great Lakes. Yes, and yes. They live in a town called Manistee, which is at it's on Lake Michigan. And yeah. My dad has a house at the mouth of the Manistee River. So this is right. a big river that runs through the state called the Manistee River. And it, as it goes out to Lake Michigan, that's where his house is. So he has two boats. He's got one boat that's like his fishing boat. It's a Chris Craft. It's really nice. You know, you can ride around on it and everything. And then he has another boat my mother bought is a pontoon boat. No they have two goddamn boats. That's crazy shit. Two bro. fucking boats, dude. I don't. I mean, my family doesn't have any boats. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, we're. I mean, you don't live on the Great Lakes. No, no. <laughs> uh, we lived in Portsmouth. People own boats in Portsmouth. I guess that's true. Yeah, but it's on Portsmouth is on the on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah. It old Portsmouth's like the harbor area, and it's got loads of cool old harbor shit going on yeah. there. But, yeah, Portsmouth's like a working class town, though, right? Kind of. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I went I, I went to private school when I was in Portsmouth, but, you know. Um, but nice, yeah, buddy. It's kind of a... It's, um, My sister went to private school. I went to public school. I went to both. <laughs> I, I, did, <laughs> I only did three years in private, but 
I was talking to Mauricio about this. He's the guy who I started this podcast with. He's not been. He's on a break, but he, uh, and he's currently back home. But uh, uh, back in d- in the in DR. DR, yeah. And oh, I was saying how, buddy. like in the UK, literally going to private school for like three years, <laughs> even though the whole time I was there, I got into trouble a lot and stuff. It doesn't matter. It, it multiplies your chances in life so much. <laughs> Just those three years. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I went to a, so I went to a really interesting. I know we're kind of like flying off the topic, but like yeah. I went to a really inter- interesting pri- uh, public school. Pardon me. It, it was one of the largest public schools in the United States. Yo, there was six thousand students when I went there. Yeah, six thousand. It was huge. It was actually three schools on one giant campus. That's weird. that means you could have feasibly not known people in your school Completely. quite easily. I like, graduated. I graduated eleven hundred kids in my graduating class. Yeah. I absolutely graduated with people I don't know. This was your graduation this really annoying, boring, long thing? <laughs> Super duper. It was that. So it was so big that they actually went to. There's a town outside. So I grew up in a town called in this area called Plymouth Canton. Okay. It's like three different cities that were kind of like all right next to each other, three different okay. towns. This is in Michigan, is it? In Michigan, all yeah, right. Metro Detroit. So it's okay. just outside of the city of Detroit. And in the Western, so in the United States, uh, everything is in, there's like a lot of different like political, you know, levels of, of political organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously you have like the federal level, which is the United States, the whole country. Then you have state. the state level. County or something? County. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say. And then you have the actual city level, the local level. So counties are... So I grew up on the western edge of Wayne County, Michigan. Okay. Wayne County is the same county that Detroit is in. On the western edge, there's these three towns that are right next to each other. Right, Plymouth, right. Canton, and Salem Township. Okay. So how many towns called Salem are there in that country now? <laughs> so many, right? And a lot of Plymouths also. Yeah. Well, probably a few Portsmouths too. Yeah, there's definitely a Portsmouth. Because uh, you can get, yeah, Plymouth is, let's say, where Portsmouth is in the southeast. Plymouth would be in the southwest. Southwest, yeah. It's, so, in Cor- yeah. it's in Cornwall. Yeah, it's in Cornwall. Totally that. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, I have some relatives and uh, I have uh, distant cousins in Cornwall. Oh, wow. I know. And um, Helen Dyer, my cousin. I can't believe I just remembered that. Anyway. So, Hi, Helen. Yeah, what's up, Helen? Uh, keep doing that shit. You go. Anyway, uh, her daughter's a uh, model, actually. Okay. All the women in my family are attractive, and it's really fucking weird, because when I went to high school, I went to school with a bunch of my cousins. And they're not. And pe- No, and they were attractive. <laughs> and it was fucked up, because people used to walk up to me in high school and be like, yo, don't you think your cousin Emma is so hot? You bet she's my cousin. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know she's hot. Like, <laughs> I'm aware she's hot. I'm not fucking blind. She's just my cousin. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird, dude. <laughs> it's not the 1800s, bro. This is Michigan, not West Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, oh, I'll tell you that West Virginia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, they know they're not listening to this anyway. They're uh, they. I don't think they can figure out how te- how podcasts work. Um, <laughs> no, no, they know how they work. They just reject them. They just reject. They think they're for gay they reject people. Them out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on this liberal agenda. They think they're for okay? g- yeah, they think they're for gay black people. The only thing I know about podcasts <laughs> is that they don't support Trump. Yeah, they're for. I think they're for the devil. Uh, the this podcast is actually just you're not going to have heaven after this. Just the weirdest thing about growing up in the United States is it doesn't matter where you grew up unless it's maybe a gigantic major city like New York, Chicago, yeah. L.A. There are absolutely people who will put in your life who will put things in terms of like, is it for God or for the devil? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking? I'm just, what are you talking about? I'm talking about which <laughs> pair of sneakers do I want to buy? I'm, I'm just trying to buy a burger here. <laughs> Dude, I know. Oh, well, this is burger for the devil? Is it spicy? Yeah. The devil's seasoning? Is it got queso on it? <laughs> Dude, if it's Mexican, it's for the devil. I'll tell you right now. 
Because Mexicans, they're Catholics. And as we know, Catholics actually worship saints, which is polytheism. And it says in Mark chapter 4, verse 11, he who worships more than one God will be sent from my sight. <laughs> They'll do shit like that. They'll yeah, quote the fucking Bible to you. Yeah. I just made that up, by the way. I don't know. I don't think it says that in the book of Mark. I've, I've never read the Bible. You have know? you never? Well, no, I have. I went to Christian primary school. But, you know, like, <laughs> not much, you know. Let me tell you, man. What do you like? Do you like you like anything Shakespearean? You like, uh, you know, weird, strange sexual relationships, violence. You like fights. You like like it's dr- all in dramatic. There. It's all in there. Yeah, well, that was actually that was um my favorite comedian in the UK, Stuart Lee. Oh yeah, he's he, wonderful. He's great, and he wrote Jerry Springer the Opera, <laughs> and Jerry Springer the Opera is you know it's like an epic tale about jerry springer that's amazing he goes he gets shot by um black panthers by accident at the end of the first half <laughs> and he goes to hell and he has to make um the devil and god friends again basically that's funny or he won't be allowed back into heaven and yeah. it was literally protested by christian um groups all over the uk which we're not used to that doesn't happen very often in the uk yeah, we're not, yeah. we're not, you know it's not america <laughs> you yeah, know but like oh my um, god but then he said actually saw the point of from his point of view was that every classic story is about the things that are on Jerry Springer. It's about incest. It's yep. about family. Burdens, 100%. You know, like, 100%, so he's like Hamlet is about that. Like he's, all this stuff a, is about he's that. He's such a genius, dude. He was, uh, you, what I really like about him is I'm a member of the IAPH, the international association of the, for the philosophy of humor. Oh yeah. Yeah. I spoke, I've spoken now twice at their APA events. In that the sounds States. really funny. <laughs> dude, it is the least funny group of motherfuckers yeah. I've ever been around. Yeah. They're so, they sit around and they, they like very meticulously, silently and dispassionately just dissect jokes that are two to three hundred years old from like <laughs> Kant and like other German philosophers. Yeah. There's so many German philosophers who wrote about humor, which I find ironically hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I can't think of anything less funny than a fucking than Germans. Yeah. yeah than like whoever wrote the, you know, the, the will to power or like yeah, whatever. Like they that's just, Nietzsche. That was Nietzsche. Now, yeah. Who is uh he, who is Nietzsche, Nietzsche's influence? Uh, Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm going to remember it in a second. I know, I know Kant and Nietzsche are German. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, it was uh, Schopenhauer. Pardon Schopenhauer. Me, Schopenhauer. Oh, I was love the, Schopenhauer. <laughs> and so, yeah, Schopenhauer has a whole treatise about humor, and I'm like, this yeah. is fucking hilarious, dude. Well, Schopenhauer was the guy who's like, the reason people are unhappy is because they expect life to be too good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the it. problem is these expectations. <laughs> no, too high. When huh? you wake up in the morning, you think the sun will come out. It will never! <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys. Your soul is a depth of pain that you yeah. cannot fathom you have to have a soul <laughs> yeah the, but yeah the you so Stuart Lee and the IAPH so he's a member of the IAPH which I thought was really dope well I, I love Stuart Lee but whenever he's not doing comedy I'm like wow he's, he's so boring it's just <laughs> a, 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 I, I like listen to him but I'm pretty like pretty depressive guy he actually makes me feel better about being myself because I'm like yeah. oh if Stuart Lee can do it like <laughs> I guess I can manage. That's sort of what I have with comedy because he's one of my favorites. But like uh, I remember once when I was literally going to give up and I went and saw Eddie Izzard, and I thought I thought I'm too weird for comedy. And when I saw Eddie Izzard, I went, okay, too weird isn't the problem. I'm no. probably just not that good yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Eddie's off the chain, dude. Yeah, he's one of the funniest. One of the best quotes I ever heard about him 
was somebody said, I remember writing down every word he said on one of his specials because I could not understand why I was laughing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very strange to I've watch got, him because you don't quite get what is so funny about I got, him. I got DVD bucks that have four of his specials here. Oh, yeah, there it is. And right like, there. I, I love them, and, but like it's genuinely like... So this is interesting. What's up with all the Judge Dredd books, by the way? Oh, I just love Judge Dredd. Yeah. And for what is wh- it? What do you like about it? I, well, I'm, I'm a comics guy in general, I guess, but uh, I like that the main character is a fascist cop. Yeah, from yep. a country, it literally. So in America, in America, in a, in written by British American people. Though, it's a British comic. But yeah, it's set. It's so his Mega City One is the Eastern Seaboard, basically. Yeah, it's basically DC to all the way up to Boston. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And then Mega City Two is the, is like um, Los LA Angeles, yeah, and like all the way up Diego, to San Diego. Yeah, it's like the, yes, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles. I think it goes yeah. all the way up to San Francisco. And then Francisco. Texas is the third mega city in the US. Yeah, Houston, yeah. Austin. Yeah, but like I like that it's just sort of okay, especially the first year. So, so this is the first seven years of Judge Dredd. Damn. And the first year is very stupid and funny. Like so, it literally ends the first first Judge Dredd comic. A guy called Whitey kills a judge and starts wearing his helmet and calling himself Judge Whitey. <laughs> and he's trying to get Judge Dredd to come and fight him because he thinks he can kill Judge Dredd. Yeah. And Judge Dredd, obviously. But how could a guy, how could a regular guy kill a judge? Because isn't the idea that these guys are like super. Well, yeah, they are augmented for one thing. But it's like an they're also true. Okay, well, literally, in the first ironic. comic, they shoot at him. Yeah. And he just, they can't hit him because he's got judge senses. <laughs> like, like, so he's got superpowers, basically. Yeah. You know, but then, like, um, after he kills Whitey and they go, oh, no, another judge is gone. And then he just goes, that's how I want to go in defense of the law. <laughs> but it's like, I think because it's British, I feel like that must be funny on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah, has yeah, to yeah. be. Just a dry and, sense of humor like that. And then it's 2000 AD because it, it, it was originally written in the seventies, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And every year in judge dread is a year in real life. So, so it starts in like 2100. Yeah. But like now it's 40 years on. It's like 2140. Now. Wow. And Judge Dredd doesn't age because judges have age things. Yeah. Stop them from aging and that kind of thing. Interesting. The uh, same thing is actually true of a John Constantine. John Constantine is 60 now. Because uh, he started yeah, when he, he was 30. Okay, got it. Uh, so that I'd like to know Even though more he's about. not from 2018. Because Constantine. <laughs> you know, he's I know in DC Keanu now. Keanu Reeves said he wanted to do a sequel to Constantine. And oh, yeah. like they were considering it, but did you see Dread the Dread 3D the, like the oh, movie yeah. that came out with Carl Urban Brilliant a few film. years ago? Excellent. And film. Olivia Thirlby, I yeah. think, was in that. Was that was that Anderson? Judge Anderson. It was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, and I think that's brilliant too. I, I, what I would say is Judge Dread is less funny and less ironic than it was back then, but it's still, I think, just a really good kind of British comic, good example of British comics. And I'm not a very patriotic person, but I think we do good comics and good jokes. And that's, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. the. Probably I wrote some Judge Dredd, not very much. The two, of know? the two greatest comic book people that have ever been produced, one was obviously Stan Lee, mm-hmm. but I think the second was. Uh, British. He's uh, Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan Moore. Yeah, Sorry, Alan Moore. Watchman. Yeah. Well, well two, and two, not just that. I mean, his whole 2000 AD released a lot of Alan Moore's early stuff. Yeah, and, and like so, a lot of his. Know. Well, it hit the panoply of stuff that like he produced has yeah. like become background for like a ton of different. Yeah, yeah. Movies that have been produced, tons of cultural all of items. Which he basically. Hates. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like any of them. He gets his name taken off off the movies. All he's the time. such an interesting guy to watch. Interviews you know, he still with. lives in Northampton as well. Yeah, he doesn't from. like being successful. He just no. enjoys. I, he's what I would love to be. I'd love to be like him. I, I wouldn't want to live in Northampton. My dad used to live in Northampton. No. He <laughs> I, has like, like an but, entire. But like he, he like, he's like yeah, I'll write things and people will buy them. But I'm not a celebrity. He just, <laughs> he, his entire it's he's so interesting to listen to talk. Because he's really like, he talks about shit the way that you wish 
like real artists talked about shit where he's just like like he's like like he talks about like shamanism and like what the point yeah. of like a wizard he was actually or a in a documentary is. that Stuart Lee made Which about one? religion it's called well it's called uh, what's so wrong about blasphemy uh, and it was about people trying to shut down Jerry Springer that's and then him going and meeting people and asking them what they thought and he went and met like religious Stuart leaders Lee. who said you know no, it's surely he's um, hosting it. Yeah, pardon me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Met Alan Moore. And, and, yeah. But then he goes and meets Alan Moore and goes, so what, like, what religion are you using? And he's like, oh, I've just been reading all these like, shamanic texts. I'm into this guy. I call him Sweetie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he dude's just, just on his he, own shit, bro. He eats vegetarian pasties and He was a tea. Gen Z before Gen Z existed. Exactly, dude. yeah. He was just, his well, mind like, was just... <laughs> I remember because uh, Frank Miller from comics. Yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of, he's pretty Republican. Like, yeah. He, he was tweeting about how like how like the new generation are full of shit. And apparently Alan Moore just said, No, the new generation are fighting for rights they should be able to take advantage of uh, as standard. And I was like, Whoa, the comics guys hate each other. Oh dude, I mean I can't I can I can totally believe they don't like each other. I don't know if they actually hate each other, but you know. Dude, I I really like I mean everything he's Tw- produced, Twitter is a bit of a problem where you go, Oh, they hate each other. Like, maybe they don't. Maybe they're just tweeting. That's you know? true. Could just be tweeting. Could just be tweeting. But yeah. a lot of the, I mean uh, like Watchmen, it's funny because i wish that there was a production that wasn't like Zack snyder of yeah. watchmen because that movie was good there's I mean, so that, much more violence in the film yeah like the comics it's not like there's not no violence there's violence in the comic but there's way more in the film way more <laughs> like yeah. and it's not even and it's funny because some of it is gratuitous in the sense that it doesn't need to be there well yeah like there's a bit where the silk, silk specter and night owl are walking home and they get attacked by a gang yeah what but the they, fuck right they've also clearly scoped the gang out and deliberately walk down an alley. So go beat the shit out of <laughs> and them. And they they break a guy's arm and his bone comes out of his yeah, arm. It's so, it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I remember I was watching my friend Ed now. I was like, yeah, well, it's kind of a superhero, but none of them have superpowers apart from like one, really. Yeah. And then every time something happens, I go, so does he have superpowers? Like, no, no, it's literally just the blue it's guy. just the blue dude. <laughs> like, He's the only one who actually has yeah, superpowers. Like, I think there's some hint that Ozymandias might have done genetic stuff to himself, but maybe. It's he a, probably the, hasn't, though. The craziest like, thing about it, I cried during, the, I cried during that movie when I saw it the first time oh, yeah. because like I connected with this is insane part of Dr. Manhattan where like this yeah. idea that like he can't even control his own emotions. Like there's like a sequence where oh, his, yeah, yeah. Like, where like his wife is getting older and he's becoming less attracted to her. Yeah. And then he's just attracted to like, you know, Miss Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sally and, Jupiter, yeah. Yeah. And he even says in the movie, he's like, I can't help my, this is just how I'm feeling. I yeah, can't help and, myself. And it's like, he sort of knows that he's going to leave his wife. Yeah. He, he sort of he knows what's going to happen. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I, about that. I remember that I was, that's it as well, because when she cheats on him with Night Owl, he knows that she's done it. And yes. then she tells him and he's sad. And she goes, Yeah, I can't I can't help being sad. <laughs> like, it's just it's like it's so there's something about it that like that really hit me and I was yeah. just like, Man, this is like it's like I can't it's like you can't just control how you feel. I, li- I listened to a really good podcast called Mr. Oh, no, sorry. It's called uh, Weekly Planet. Australian guys doing uh, it, literally their, their theme tune is red hot comic book moving you shooting up your butthole. Hell and they yeah, did dude. a whole thing, a retrospective of Watchmen. And they said, the thing about it is it's not a bad film. It's an okay film. But they're like, when you first see Ozymandias in the film, they, he said he was with his friend in the cinema. And the guy goes, he's the bad guy, right? <laughs> he's like, I mean, yeah, kind of. It's complicated, but yeah, basically, he's the bad guy. He kills billions, millions of people, you know, like but, millions um, of people to save billions. But yeah, like, but um, in the comic, he's really nice all the time. Yeah, he's like a benevolent billionaire, which yeah. you know doesn't exist, but <laughs> he, he is one. <laughs> but like, you know, and then it's sort of weird that he's done like 
a weapon a of mass giant, destruction. Like, yeah, but and this it's a is squid why, in the comic. But this is why. <laughs> but this is why, uh, and it is actually in the HBO show. They actually do they oh, keep yeah. it accurate to the comics in the HBO. And he show. only attacks New York, I think. In the co- I don't think he does every major no, it's city. Just, just yeah. yeah, it's just just New York. But yeah. the thing that's fucked up is like I, I this is how I feel about billionaires in real life. They would do what Ozymandias did. Like that's an accurate portrayal of what Jeff Bezos Not or Elon them, Musk would yeah, do. Yeah, Elon Musk would definitely do that. Dude, he's. I, I feel Jeff like Bezos Elon Musk is it. planning for that. I feel like we 100%. don't. I feel like we don't know that the nuclear weapons of the world can be activated by Twitter, and that's why he's trying to buy Dude, Twitter. One hundred percent is going to happen. And then and not only that, but so would Jeff Bezos, man. Oh yeah, Jeff Bezos. But Jeff Bezos, I think he'd be more like. I mean, you know. I'll do it if you pay me. <laughs> well, see, Elon Musk is like, I'm rich, so I can take over the he world. He can just do anything. Like, I remember when he was talking about when he wants to set up stuff in space. And I remember being like, well, that's a cool thing. I'm glad he wants to do cool things in space. He's like, and there'll be different laws on Mars. And I'm like, oh, God. Damn cool. Yeah, yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is why these guys have super yachts. They're obsessed yeah. with going into international waters where no yeah. one can touch them. They yeah. want space because it's even the next thing. Yeah, because th- those guys wouldn't have been caught at Je- uh, Epstein. So they were like, I can do that in the ocean. No, that's exactly, dude, <laughs> yeah, I would just go create you know. my own colony on Mars yeah. and just impregnate every woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. They're just like, they, and it's so weird. I have these arguments with my, I don't know. See, this is the thing about the US that I really, that really bothers me. I do not know if this is true in the rest of Europe and the rest of the world and no, not we in are the basically truth of Europe, but yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely true in America that there is a non-trivial number of people in America who are like straight up worship rich people. Uh, it's, no, I mean, it's definitely true in London, for example. I knew people like that in London. Yeah. Uh, it's not everyone, but they exist. Uh, I, I, pl- I play like a Discord game. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. I play. I used to play a Reddit game and we're on the Discord. And it's an interesting thing because you play as like a country and you try and develop that country as realistically as possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a What's super, the game? It's called Global Powers. It's, huh. it's, a, okay. it's like a forum game. So all just, right. it's all uh, about yeah, okay. making shit up. But like um, one of the guys on there is a Chinese dude, a Chinese American guy. And he's, he's he, w- he lives in San Diego. He's really rich. Uh, really, he literally gave me advice on what to buy in case uh, by the end of the year, there's a recession because of the thing that's happening in Russia right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing. But he's so like cold and like, Calculating. Calculating. But yeah. he's like, well, this is happening anyway. I'm just working out how to make money from it. Yeah, that's exactly how these people <laughs> like, think. You know? I don't, it's so fucking weird, dude. Like, I it, I just... But I'd also say the fact that he's Chinese is sort of important. They're not not look, everyone in China's like this. But because I used to live in China, I studied the place. People are like, well, that's a communist country. Like, it's not. It's super capitalist. Yes. Like, if you're there, it's super capitalist. Yes. And there are a lot of people who are incredibly rich in China who essentially see the people who work for them as part of their machine. Yes. More than they see them as their employees. And that's not unique to China because that's definitely how it works in America and Britain too. Yep. But I think a lot of people will be like, oh, this country is super capitalist. Oh, super communist. And you're like, well, here's the capitalist side. And yeah, it's, dude, it's, you know, it's a completely, and it's fucked know. up the conversation in the United States because let me just finish this point sorry, about, yeah, sorry. about these billionaire worshippers. Is like, like, if I make a, if I'm on TikTok and I make anything crit- criticizing billionaires or capitalism, yeah. I will have so many people post things that they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they worked really hard and you're trying to say that you're taking things from people who are working hard. Yeah. I was like, bro, there is zero person. There is nothing. There is no combination of actions yeah. that Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk could possibly take that, that could have possibly been taken. Like if we wrote them down and showed you what they did, yeah. that you would agree that any of these is worth how much money they have now. Yeah. Like well, none of these things, even There's also even no way aggregate. someone working for them at like a low level could be like them one day. 
like, zero people in their like, companies unle- could possibly unless they win the point. lottery. <laughs> you not, know? Even, like, not even, not even, yeah, dude. Exactly. So then it's like, well, then you know, you know. I, I mean, Jeff Bezos, I mean, his offer for Twitter is like forty billion. Right? I mean, it's fucking. Insane. I mean, if I had one billion, I would not need to do anything ever again. Forty billion is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's actually bonkers. And so, like. I and also, I thought Twitter didn't make anyone any money. I thought they were trying to work out how to make money Constantly now. losing money yeah. still. So how is it worth $40 billion? <laughs> like, It makes no goddamn sense, Apparently, that's actually. like 20% above its valuation. That's what he's offering. Which is why they- And I'm like, why they, is its valuation like $32 million And they were like, well, whatever, maybe we can you know? pull him in and like he can help like improve like, tw- you know, Twitter and all this sort of stuff. He's got ideas for it and like- it's so dumb, dude. He just he's, just take his fucking money. Just take it. He honest, doesn't need to have this much money. To be honest, if I was that rich and I could buy Twitter, I reckon I'd buy Twitter and delete it. If I could buy, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Let's just be like, whatever. Just get rid of go it. Go back to life. Oh my god, everybody just live a better life. <laughs> and then someone else would just set up Twitter because again. Because the problem so is fine. like so much. Here's here's the problem. News happens on one of like basically three places now. It either happens on TikTok, which is increasingly how, how where it happens. It either happens on Reddit. Or it happens on Twitter. And so what I mean by news happens is, I mean, if you're a journalist, this is where you find things yeah. you write about. Yeah, you don't do that job anymore. You, you don't know, do you the know, job There's anymore. no job. The yeah. entire job is just to get people to click on shit so yeah. you can sell advertising. Because I used to want to be a world journalist. That was, that was what I originally wanted to do. No, dude. No. I kind of chickened out before I knew that this is how it went. But like, dude. but literally, I read a book by a world journalist and he was like, well, you know, in the 90s, uh, British journalists still sort of had to go out into the cities. Still, uh, whilst like CNN guys would just stand on top of a no a building, a, a building that was a hotel, yes, and get stuff from local journalists. But he's like, but that, you know, that that was that changed in like two years. So no. the, the, by the point by the point I was leaving some of these places, that was how the BBC was doing it too. That's how everyone was doing everyone it. Everyone was doing it because it's cheaper for insurance, it's cheaper for all kinds of no, things. All kinds you of know, stuff. it's like, a business. And so these yeah. people write this bullshit and get people to click on it, and they yeah. they do it because they already see what has had attention, so yeah, they just yeah. continue to add to attention. Yeah. And so the problem is like it just becomes this insane echo chamber. So like this is affected and warped like politics in the United States because things that happen on Twitter, like Dave Chappelle has this joke that I fucking love, where he's like. People called me, people attacked me on Twitter, but I don't give a fuck about Twitter because it's not real life. He said, I don't give a fuck about Twitter because it's not a real place. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, that, I love that. Well, there's actually a thing uh, that Graham Linehan said once. I'm a big fan of Graham Linehan's work. Unfortunately, recently, he's revealed himself to be somewhat transphobic, but uh, but he still wrote a lot of my favorite comedy shows. Graham uh, Linehan. Yeah, but- uh, Well, uh, him and Chappelle have that in common, apparently. Yeah, and then then he- um, he said, because he's way into Twitter. He loves Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's his whole thing. And then, um, but he said, well, when Twitter came out, there was just a bunch of people who didn't care that human tr- um, communication had changed. Yeah. It, and, I were, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. And I was 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I, wasn't even, I wasn't even old. I was just like, Twitter, what, what's Twitter? Dude, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, it didn't matter for the longest time. And the weird thing about it is it still doesn't matter. No. It just, it, it, is, it is actually, it's almost like the perfect definition of a strange kind of illusion. Yeah. Because it actually doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the only reason it kind of matters is because people think that it matters, which it doesn't. No, exactly, exactly. So there's like this giant weird, so like in the United States, like all the politics has been warped by this concept because exactly. like, the Twitter sphere like reacts to things and then yeah. people like talk about it and then becomes its own set of issues. So like so much of like what the democratic platform does is in reaction to like what Twitter thinks about something. Mm-hmm. And it's insane because these are not real people. 
No. Like many of them are actual bots that were actually hired by other people who have completely private agendas. Yeah, yeah. And it's just warping well, that, the entire that's conversation. That's the thing that happened was like um, 2016. There was a lot of talk of like Russian interference. Yeah. And it seems like Russian didn't do as much as a lot of people thought they did. They did. But they definitely paid people to change the narrative online. Well, and, it, and, and it, not just that, that a private company in America did the same thing. Yes. And a private company in Britain did the same thing. <laughs> And then everyone went, oh, if you believe in that, you're a crazed conspiracy theorist. You're like, Except no, 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 it really the actually company's happened. still there. It really happened. And like, it's just, and so what, what the whistleblower on, I um, can't remember the company, the guy who ran it was called Stephen Mercer, I think. Yeah. And he was, he was a data scientist and he, the, well, they did and, uh, he, he hired another data scientist yes. to help him. And the guy who whistleblew him was one of his data scientists. So they, and he just literally went, yes. no, this guy doesn't want to work for the left. He specifically won't work for the left. He specifically won't work for these things. And he says he's reclaiming our culture. So and, and it's like, he, we know that exists. You have to go check out. <laughs> or a, he made it up. There's a great <laughs> movie that was made by, I think HBO called Brexit. Oh yeah. And it was starring, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I think as Stephen Mercer. And okay. he, he also it, he also played Julian Assange, ironically. Yeah, yeah, right. He's playing all these guys. And he did, um, yeah, he did play Assange, didn't he? He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. he did. And um, and Daniel Bruhl. For a second, I was, was like, a, was that Aston Kutcher? Blower, I'm right? like, no, that's that's Steve's <laughs> job. Aston Kutcher. Aston Kutcher. That's so funny. No, Dude, no, no. Because Fassbender played Jobs and Kutcher played in Jobs. Yeah, in the different in Steve Jobs, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then I was like, Fassbender. He's sort of similar to Cumberbatch in my head. Well, Fassbender did a good job playing Steve Jobs. That movie was fucking awesome because it was written by Rogan Aaron Sorkin. Uh, that R- movie was Rogan fucking good. Wozniak. I love that scene. Yeah, dude. It's like, so I good. wrote the Apple too. I wrote the Apple too. And I loved it because then Wozniak was in an interview. He's like, I've never spoken to any of my friends like that. Me and Steve have disagreed <laughs> on many things, but I've never spoken to anyone like that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you know? um, what the fuck was I going to say? Sorry. Uh, uh, I keep going on tangents. <laughs> oh, oh, but it's really interesting because he actually like it just follows how Brexit happened. Yeah. And like how the they what the approach was to basically getting the British electorate to go for this yeah, thing, yeah. and like how they did it, and how much like data and analytics they pulled in. So it's yeah, weird because yeah. it's like well, that was because if you watch the big hack on Netflix, the lady who worked for that company is testifying against that company, dude, and she plays a recording of her and her boss. And saying, yeah, well, Brexit, people are mad at us about Brexit. She's like, yeah, we won one. Sorry. Well, it's so fucking <laughs> like, crazy. That's, it's like, so, you know, they knew what they were trying to do. It's so fucking crazy. How cra- effective it is. You can, you can argue maybe it's not as effective as we thought it was. It but, was effective. But it seems that's to have thing. been effective. It was super effective <laughs> you know, twice. Like, so it's yeah. like, so, so that's what's fucked up. Because you were like, yeah, you know, the Russians interfered with the election. Maybe not as much as we think. The fact that they did it all is insane. Yeah. The fact that it's um, a also known the, the fact that everyone says they didn't. That, that that you're crazy for thinking that when there's this guy Luke Harding who's the Guardian British journalist specializing in Russia and he's like well I went to St. Petersburg and I met people whose job it is who did it <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I watched the documentary yeah, like, he met he's interviewing people and they're yeah. like oh yeah and they're like showing him like here's the and they're it's like a yeah. business and they're completely open about they're it they're so open because Russians it's a like great that. fucking <laughs> business yeah, like, dude they're like, like if your job and there is are companies in Sri Lanka you can hire to get rid of yourself from the internet it's fucking and there's a guy bonkers. just clicking everything to get yeah, rid just of just you to from get the rid internet of stuff. it's fucking you know? bonkers to watch this thing because like I saw the same exact documentary it's insane and so it's like people like my uncle who I love he's a great guy 
guy. But for the longest time was like, this is a fucking lie by the left. And yeah. it's just justifying all this bullshit. But then the war happens in Ukraine. Yeah. And so Twitter and a bunch of other places to shut down all these Russian accounts. Yeah. And lo and behold, the entire conversation in the Twitter sphere immediately becomes more sane. Yes. Because all these yeah. bots are now gone. Yeah. And like all these people can't affect it's, it. It's also brilliant because people I know for ages have been saying we are provoking war with Russia by expanding NATO and like I'm not like I'm not going to be here and be like I don't know that NATO is this perfect thing sure but if all of one country's neighbors want to join a military alliance to be protected from that country yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there are two countries that were forced into NATO you're in one of them right now Iceland yeah. was forced into NATO and Montenegro uh, the dictator of Montenegro joined NATO said he would put it to referendum and then never did yeah yeah, yeah. right so there's two countries every other country pretty much has democratically joined NATO yeah you could argue how dem- most of them didn't put it to public vote sure to be fair most of them their representatives said this is a good idea we're doing it yeah, yeah. right but and then then you're like well i don't that doesn't mean to me nato's the good guy but it means to me that you know when i have people from latvia and estonia and finland because finland's not in nato who are like well i know why they joined nato because <laughs> they've invaded us <laughs> before <laughs> and then like um the way i always think of us and this will annoy many of my friends i think but if let's say Britain and Ireland weren't in NATO, okay, and then Ireland wants to join NATO because they think Britain might invade them one day, it's not that likely. Britain hasn't invaded Ireland for some time, but we, yeah. you know, there's still hundred years. There's still some remnants of imperialism, sure. so you know, and we did rule them for five hundred years without their consent, yeah. and we did horrible <laughs> things to them. And I am an Irish citizen as well as a British citizen, but uh, but that's mostly as a result of the imperialism more than my family being Irish, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, if then Ireland wanted to join NATO and Britain invaded Ireland because they said it was a credible threat to them, everyone would be like, "No, no, you're not the no, no Ireland's not the country that invades Britain." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. Britain's the country that's invaded yeah. Ukraine Ireland. Ukraine isn't invo- <laughs> yeah. invading uh, Russia, and it hasn't historically no. ever invaded Russia. No, it, whilst so it, it has been invaded by Russia quite a few times. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it was part of the Kievan Rus. It was part of the greater yes. Russian thing, but it clearly wants to be an independent country. Yeah. The places that don't want to be do actually seem to be places like Crimea. But even then, we had a referendum in Crimea on whether or not they wanted to be in Russia after Russia has taken Crimea <laughs> militarily. It's so, so, then I'm like, so then I'm like, well, that might be true, but I can't trust that result either way. No, no, <laughs> like, not at all. You know, not like, it's, it's fucking bonkers, dude. And like, because a lot of the, the argument, I mean, the argument for, because this is happening in the United States, like, because the right in the United States loves Vladimir Putin. going to hate this episode. That's my usual host. She's going to tell me I'm an idiot next week. For, for why? For what reason? Just because it's politics? Because she's like, NATO's evil. I don't why? know. Just, Wait, who I'm just saying that, was evil? I'm just saying uh, a lot of Icelanders do. Why? Uh, things like, um, I mean, like uh, the military involvement in Libya by France and Russia was essentially a NATO thing. Sure. And you could argue that they essentially destabilized Libya. Yeah, uh, fair. To get rid of Gaddafi. And then, more, more and then Gaddafi. afterwards they said, well, the people wanted to get rid of Gaddafi. Even and I, maybe and I think maybe they did, maybe they yeah, didn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the people of the bit actually wanted. This sure. is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, some of them seem to have liked him. Some of them seem to have hated him. But the people who killed him, we were, we were told were rebels, but it seems like they were probably funded NATO by the CIA. Bats, yeah, you know, the, like yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Northern Alliance in Afghanistan was funded by us to fight against uh, Taliban. Yeah. They essentially had the same ideology. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they weren't different Very. people. So Yeah, I'm not a big fan of... So it's really yeah. weird because, like, I'm not a big fan... This, this is the problem in the United States also is because... This ends up 
this ends up uh, obscuring, um, confounding the conversation because yeah. well, because you, you then have to be either or. Yeah, that's the thing, and, and it's stupid. It's like I it's have like, many. I feel much better in a yeah. world in which NATO exists in order to like Same. protect, and I don't like it. I don't yeah. go. Those are great guys. Yeah, I'm not like it's the best. Yeah. I'm super happy. I, I with just kind of go. Yeah, no good. This is what, this is <laughs> yeah. the problem in the U.S. too. Is because like all these people like there's this concept of like a cab. All cops are bad, mm. and like all cops are bad. I believe it's all cops are bastards, isn't it? Well, all cops are bad is the way everybody yeah, okay. like says it. And so with the idea being like in the UK, it definitely means all cops, all cops are bastards. bastards yeah. Definitely, <laughs> but it's insane because like in in the U.S. there are it needs obviously police need reformed obviously yeah, the U.S. Yeah. has an actual policing problem yeah, yeah yeah but the other side of it is like all these people are like we should just get rid of the police and I'm like I don't know yeah I'm not sure about that like, I don't really think do, that's a good idea I, I'm a big fan and so staying of of Comtown you know Comtown probably yeah of course yeah like, I do remember they had a whole thing of being like. People are like, what's community policing going to look like? And then in Minnesota, they had community policing and they instantly got rid of a police-backed child, child um, uh, trafficking ring. And I was Dude. like, and I was like, I mean, you know, we want to get rid of that. I'll give you that, but I don't know. It's Well, it's, this is what I mean. It's like, so there's there's an alternative. Okay, so not to, there's going to be a whole, if there's anybody listening to I this. Do, I do feel like the cops aren't on your side as a citizen. No, that's, well, like that the thing that's thing fucked up. Here's, I've, I've talked yeah. about this so much recently. Yeah. The thing that's fucked up is that you, so I have this joke in my act and I don't mind saying it here is I talk about like yeah, I, no moved back, <laughs> I moved back I know right I moved back to New York and uh, there was a gang related shooting around the corner from my apartment like yeah. as soon as I moved back it was yeah, at yeah. 7th and A in the, East, in the East Village it was at a hookah bar which is insane because I think that's like the least gangster shit you can do yeah. is be like yo bro let's get some tobacco let's and smoke tobacco. it from a water pipe because yeah. that shit is hot and so do you have Turkish gangs in can New you make York? It? Yeah, no. Because no. <laughs> you do it, you do in London and uh, Berlin, for yeah. example. But so no then Turkish that would, would kind of make sense. In the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Turkish gangs in New York. So these guys yeah. go to this hookah bar and they're, they're smoking hookah pipe. And two gang members from a opposing gang in New York rolled up and just murked these dudes. They were like, yeah. bah, 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 and just killed them. I heard the gunshots. Yeah. Ga, ga, ga. It was crazy. And I don't know what member of the gang the guys were in who got killed, but the dudes who did the shooting are a member of this really violent gang in New York called the NYPD. And they are fucking violent, bro. <laughs> they will shoot first and ask questions later. So like I do that joke on stage and people like it because people yeah, are like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah. they don't see it coming. But the the other punchline is I'm like, they're the bougiest gang in New York because I've never seen the Crips or the Bloods ride horses. <laughs> like it's fucking stupid. Or bikes. Or bikes. <laughs> Sixty bikes, matter. you know. <laughs> yeah, literally like they do this shit. But like the whole thing that's insane is I talk about a lot of stuff like I like I've met if you like here's the thing if you have an interaction with a police officer it can only go worse for you nobody was like oh thank god the police showed up because blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. like I was having a really shitty day and then I ran into this police officer and he really helped me out like I, I have had and just I mean for, I have just, had that but it's usually the I needed directions yeah or <laughs> you know, like, like, the, like. The, the only few times this has ever happened yeah. that I've ever gotten help by the police yeah. were one time my car broke down on I-94 in Stevensville Michigan driving back to Detroit to try to do a comedy show my car died and it, it literally happened to die right in front of two state police officers okay. from the Michigan State Police. Yeah, yeah. Who, as soon Troopers. as they, they knew exactly what happened, they saw it like smoke came out of the front of my car yeah. and they pulled over and the guy was like, I'll give you a ride to the local wrecker, which is like literally like five it's, minutes. It's a wrecker like a garage. Like a yeah, mechanic, yeah, mechanic. Wrecker, yeah. So yeah, they were going to like yeah. pick, they could pick my car up, whatever. Right, right, right. That happened one time. The second time is when I was in college at the University of Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, go the, blue. Yeah, go blue. I think it's you blue. You got it. You nailed it. Yeah, go okay, blue. Sweet. Defeat OSU. 
So go, it's maize and blue. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm like having to fight myself from singing the Michigan fight song. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at the corner of Hill and state in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and there's a giant snow drift and my car goes right into it. And a cop was right there and he just got out of his car and was like, all right, let's push. And he helped push my car out. Right. Only two times that the police have ever done anything to help me in okay. my whole life. Every other time I've ever been interacted with the police, it's either I'm in trouble for something. Like, I had a police officer hold an M16 to my head in what? Washington, D.C. What? Because I was at a... Why I do was, they have those? They had a huge event. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just in case... Just in case, because a white kid in a peacoat was in a tree, you decided to roll up with your M16 and maybe shoot him I to mean, death. They, ha they have them in London, but mostly on Downing Street. You know, you don't yeah. you don't see guys walking down the street with them. In no, well, that's what's weird. Like, like, there's like two levels. It's the same thing is true in France. Like most, although this is has changed. You do see I, people with pharmacies a lot in France. I was going to say, yeah, the, the the way that this has changed is that when I first moved to France, yeah, years and years ago, uh -huh. it was after 9/11, but. The French like didn't ha were not dealing with the same like domestic terrorism they're dealing with now. No, so no. it was like when I first moved there, it was like definitely there was two groups of police, and this yeah. is kind of true in in London or in England also. There's like normal like beat cops who yeah. don't who are not armed really, and then there are like actual like we're gonna we're here to like we're like armed AF like yeah. police, and the France is like that too. Yeah, like where there's CO nineteen they're called in the UK. Yeah, CO19. And then yeah. there's like the gendarme. They're basically SWAT. CO19 is SWAT, basically. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. But the United States, regular cops are just armed. Like regular ass cops have like, because all but these- But then also, also Germany, regular cops are armed. Yeah, well, like, like all these like, after Afghanistan and Iraq, like all this like yeah. military equipment was coming back to the United States and yeah. they just gave it to police officers. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, so like there's this famous video in, in Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah. So Saginaw is like a town- it's a town on the Saginaw River. It's no in way. North Central Michigan. It's got uh, you know a few hundred thousand people live there. Yeah. And there's literally a video of a fucking tank driving down the street that says like Saginaw Police. And you're like, what the fuck is happening in Saginaw, <laughs> Michigan? That these guys think they need a goddamn tank here. Well, that's, that was the thing I had. Um, there are no meth labs. <laughs> there are no meth labs that are shooting at police cars with fucking RPGs that I, require a tank to ride up. That was the thing I had with, um, what is it? Uh, training Day. Because yeah. this is a pretty old movie now. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I look back on it and think, would you watch Training Day and think, those cops are underarmed? <laughs> like, now you would, right? Because it's LAPD. They're pretty yeah. heavily armed. Wait a minute, they're walking in with shotguns? Why is yeah. LAPD only got shotguns? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's and why so is there stupid. only five of them? <laughs> you know, like... There's only a few of them. Where's the, the tank? They've got, they've got they've got bulletproof vests on, yeah. but I don't see full body armor. And that's probably true if you watch The Shield now, too. You play. No, no, no. They, these guys would be the military. It's <laughs> just like the United yeah. States is just fucking bonkers, dude. Like, yeah. it's literally living inside of a goddamn insane video game. Yeah. It, it makes no sense, dude. Greatest country in the world. Greatest country in the goddamn world. I think these, these colors don't run. I actually have a friend here, an Icelandic friend, and he's like, it's the great, America's the greatest country in the world. I'm like, nah, bro, Iceland's the greatest country <laughs> in the world. And he genuinely said, he said, when the aliens come, it's not going to be Iceland. They will not be coming to yeah, Iceland. He's like, well, sorry, it's not going to be Iceland who defends us from them. I'm like, no. I'm like what, alien, what alien army is coming? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, I mean, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But here's the thing. The alien army has arrived because yeah. the, the fucking, the, the, the Pentagon admitted they yeah. were like, the U.S. Navy was just like, oh yeah, UFOs exist. Yeah. Here you go. And then the Pentagon was like, also, here's a bunch of declassified reports of what UFOs have done to people. That just happened in the last couple months. Well, have they done? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, they make people pregnant. That was one of the things. Nice. <laughs> like, it turns out have you UFOs seen can make have people you seen pregnant. Village of the Damned. 
Oh, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's, um, have you seen, there's a Simpsons episode where they see a film where the kids are psychic and they can make people kill themselves. Yes. That's Village of the Damned. It's uh, not, in, in the Simpsons, it's called The Bloodening. Uh, but, uh, bloodening. But it, what happens in Village of the Damned is everyone falls unconscious in this village at one uh, point. I have seen this. And then I have the seen this. women wake up pregnant. But they're all pregnant with yeah. these children. And the who, kids are born in like three months. They're yeah. not born in like nine months. And it's you insane because yeah. like they're and all They're all psychic kids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're psychic and they're, they, they all look like Nazi kids. <laughs> like, they all look what like the fuck, Nazi man. Superman kids. I love like movies like this are so insane because they're like, wouldn't like if that happened, they're like, isn't this crazy? These yeah. kids but in real life, dude, nobody would give a fuck, man. Like nah. nobody, even the parents would be like, it was just, nobody would follow the story. No, 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 they wouldn't. Cause nah. that happens all the time. Yeah. Weird shit. Yeah. It's already happening. Yeah. It's already happening. Well, it's David also- Icke, David Icke called it. David yeah. Icke knew the whole thing. Oh, yeah. just, uh, we should go see him on the Isle of We should go visit him on the Isle of is he where is he doesn't live here, does he? No, he lives on the Isle of Wight, which oh. is near Portsmouth. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. near Portsmouth. Yeah. My friend lives there. The I'm Isle of Wight is one of the weirdest places in the British Absolutely. Isles. Absolutely. It's, it's a center of witchcraft. It is, but it's also it's got this weird thing where it's where rich people keep their boats. Yes. But it's actually a pretty rough place. And really? the people who live there have pretty, pretty rough people. It's kinda of, well, they're not necessarily rough people, but it's like it's like you get a similar thing in Cornwall. Where it's far, away, lots of places are far away from other places. There's like a local guy who sells everyone mescaline or whatever. That's so funny. Oh, um, you know, probably more weed, but you know, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. They're like, you know, and uh, he's like the local scary dude. And yeah. there's a lot of places like that in the Isle of Wight and that kind of thing. And my friend, in fact, who's from the Isle of Wight, it, it, uh, he went to a school for delinquents because he used to get in fights all the time when he was a certain age. I want to go. You know? to, I've wanted since I was a kid. I wanted to go to the Isle of Wight. I think by and large, I've made it sound like it's really terrifying. I've been there. It's not like that scary. No, <laughs> you know, it's, fine. it's not like Detroit. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, Detroit is a scary ass place. I like the idea that if they filmed, uh, I, it's a joke that's been made many times, but I do like the idea if Robocop was filmed today that you could just use Detroit, right? Like, well, it was yeah. based in Detroit. It's set in Detroit. Yeah, they, could, in Detroit. they wouldn't have they to make it, it look like future Detroit. They could just go there and go be like, regular Detroit. it's Detroit. Well, here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Actually, now that I'm, I have to defend Detroit because I yeah. need to say, uh, oh yeah, I'm kind of kidding there. My friend used to get really mad at me when I said things about Detroit. I've never been there. <laughs> like, it's great, man. It's you know. actually, I mean, when I was a kid in like the nineties, it was really scary and it was pretty scary up until even the aughts, like through the two thousands. Yeah. But it's weird because I went we back. We call those the noughties. The not the, the noughties. Cause we call it zero and naught. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. noughties baby. Yeah. Uh, but I went back for the motor city comedy festival. Yeah. And at like, so there's one main drag in Detroit. It's called Woodward Avenue. Yeah. yeah. And it goes from downtown Detroit, like the Renaissance center all the way out, like way out almost to Lansing, which is like the center of the state. Right. 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 And if you, there was a place they were having the motor city economy festival at the, the majestic theater, what everybody in Detroit calls the magic stick. Yeah. And it's on Woodward. It's in midtown Detroit. And I got out of that at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And there's a Q train, which is like a surface level, like tra- trolley yeah, that like yeah. runs in Detroit now. Okay. And then, which is like never happened when I was younger. There was no public transit. It didn't have MTA kind of thing. Yeah. In Detroit. Didn't have no. any of that shit. No. And then coming out of all of these, like walking down a very well lit sidewalk in Woodward Avenue was like a bunch of white girls who were coming home from like a yoga class yeah. at 11 p.m. in midtown Detroit. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, dude, this town has changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was a completely, this would not have happened at all when well, I was like. Where I lived in London was King's Cross, uh, home of the station from Harry Potter and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, when I moved there, I was like, it's kind of rough, but it's not as bad as people said. And then I was, I was talking to a bartender on my first night there and he was like, no, 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 no. Like two years ago, 
there's drug dealers on every corner. Yeah. They just built a load of CCTV. And it like immediately cleared it out. Yeah, pretty much. Britain's full of CCTV. Britain's got so much CCTV. So much, You know, like probably too much. There's not that much CCTV in Iceland. We're pretty peaceful. Yeah. But uh, but like, um, yeah, like, uh, and then he just said, but you see that bar over there? There's a bar called the Flying Scotsman in King's Cross. He's like, Oh yeah, I've heard of this bar. He's like, never go in it. I'm and going to. I'm doing some comedy in King's Cross on Monday. Oh yeah, where where about? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty. I mean, King's Cross now is really quite trendy. I'm doing even a, even the four years I was at uni when I yeah. left, I was like, it's trendier than it was. By the way, that was the year, the only year I ever had any trouble in London. No, it's the last two years of uni. Was when, that when one? My friend got attacked, but that's when I lived in Elephant Castle, which is a bit rougher. Than oh yeah, King's I know Cross. that area. Uh, and then I got mugged in, in my final year of uni, but mm. I was just so drunk. I just gave them loads of shit and walked off. There you <laughs> go, mate. And then, and then they were, they, they, and then I realized that they were standing like, let's say to the right of me and the left of me was the way home. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. And I, I just ran. You know? And I was like, and I was, like and I was so drunk. I was like, I could have done that the whole time. Yeah. And I didn't call the cops until the next morning. And then I woke up and went, ah, oh, I forgot to call the cops. I, dude, I, I, knock on wood, I've never really had any trouble. I never really had any trouble in Detroit. No. I never really had any trouble in, uh, I used to hang out in Denver on I East. Mean, I mean, I lived in London for three years, so I didn't yeah. have much trouble. So, yeah. 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 I lived in Denver on, uh, where I lived in Boulder, Colorado, but I used to do comedy in Denver on East Colfax, which is a pretty rough area. Right. Um, I lived in Paris in uh, Chateau Rouge, which was a, a what, the, what Fox News called a no go zone. Of course they did. Yeah, but and Fox, I was like, what the fuck? I used to live there. Fox, Fox <laughs> News probably thinks Iceland's a no go zone. Yeah, <laughs> there are too many minorities yep. in yeah. Iceland. It's just really. I def- remember my friend. I have a friend who I've stopped talking to. Who's he's quite alt right, and he was like, well, you know, you don't want a grand mosque of Reykjavik because there is a grand mosque of Reykjavik. It's so funny because Detroit. The <laughs> I neighborhood- mean, it's not particularly grand. I'll be honest, but it, there is a thing called the Grand Mosque of Reykjavik. Well, it's really weird you because like I grew up in in Metro Detroit there was a in the neighborhood I grew up in it was a very diverse neighborhood so it's like weird because like I'm uh friends with lots and lots of different kinds of people and always have been like some of my best friends when I was a little kid were Pakistani or Indian wow but a lot of friends Check of mine you were, are, I mean same but yeah. Yeah, a lot of friends of mine were like are you know Arabic or Chaldean a lot of friends of mine were Muslim and probably right, are right. we had a but in my hometown we had obviously Catholic and Protestant churches but we also had two mosques a, one of the largest Hindu temples in the United States right. a Sikh temple a Buddhist temple there was like all of this stuff did you ever go to the Sikh temple I never did. No. Sikhs are great. They give you free shit. They're just amazing for going. people. Just for going. Yeah, just for showing <laughs> like, up. Do you want some sweets? There you go. <laughs> yeah, you thanks go. for coming and having a look. You know? That's exactly what I'm talking about. It was, like, it, was a, it was a very diverse area. They're also like historically one of the people groups with the largest amount of like warriors. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is why their symbols are like knives yeah. and like swords That's and stuff. That's why both the British and Canadian armies have still have Sikh only Sikh. units. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. See, the United States <laughs> Army is starting to do that. Yeah. Where they have like Sikh units and stuff like yeah. this. Or like at least they've allowed Sikhs to wear turbans like in yeah. uniform. So like one of the first Sikh soldiers it has like a uniform turban the united states passed like a special regulation just for they that they still legally don't have to wear um motorcycle helmets in the uk really yeah because around the time that stuff was coming in was also around the time of what we call the windrush generation which uh-huh. is a post-war former yes i've heard this yeah, windrush, they the all UK. came back to the uk yeah and uh so a lot of those people were Sikhs. i know a thing yeah and yeah so they still don't have to wear motorcycle helmets because of the turban that's fascinating which I, I i'm always like that's great that we did that but also, that's fucked up. That's You're really gonna unsafe. get hurt, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. really unsafe. Yeah, but then I think even with the helmet, motorbikes are just not as safe. No, as dude. Cars. Yeah, you so can't. Exactly. Not <laughs> like, a good. Yeah, that's fact. There's another Stephen Fry quote. He used to ride a motorbike. He put his helmet. He went for a posh dinner with a friend who was a doctor, 
and he put his helmet in and his friend said, I didn't know you drove a motorbike. He's like, oh no, yeah, uh, I do. And he's like, oh, do you know what we call, <laughs> do you know what we call motorbike drivers in the uh, hospital? He's like, what? He's like, donors. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 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 So if you're riding a motorbike, listening to this don't. podcast, try not to stop. Die. <laughs> just stop. Don't. Anyway, we're coming How up on an hour. Yeah, we're only 58 minutes. There was God actually something. Was was there was a thing you say you grew up in quite a multicultural background. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't grow up in that much, but I was, you know, I remember being a kid and finding out about. Uh, this is making trying to make me sound like I'm super woke, but I remember being a kid and finding out that racism existed. Yeah. And being sort of confused by the concept, but I do have a very liberal parents. They're both ed- they're both uh, university lecturers, you know, kind of upbringing. But um, so you know, but I do also remember uh, after after I'd lived in China, uh, UKIP is in the news, mm-hmm. and I'm walking down on the street in Portsmouth. Portsmouth's got quite a few Chinese people. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons I wanted to study it's because loads of my mum's students were Chinese. Oh, that's cool. And um. And I saw a big group of Chinese people. I was like, oh no, UKIP's going to think they're right. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. These fucking crazy right-wing motherfuckers have made me think like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 it Yeah, they've infected me because then I'm going to be like, oh no, now UKIP's going to think that they're right. And I'm like, no, no, wait, no, no. These, you used to live in their country and now they live in yours, bro. <laughs> that, that's yeah, what's going on here. You know, like, you know, and then I was like, you idiot. And I was like so mad at myself, but I was like, but at the same time, Media, social media, all this stuff is bombarding you with actually everyone in the UK is racist. Yeah, (laughs) and if you're not racist, it's because you're super rich and clever. It's like like, it's exactly (laughs) how it gets you, dude. It's because like this is how you get interpolated into those ideologies. It's actually scary. Long-term podcast listeners will know that I am quite racist. (laughs) (laughs) Not as racist as the black guy I do a podcast with, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that's very funny to me. Uh, We we should probably wrap. We should wrap up. I'm gonna go eat dinner and then I'm gonna go to bed, dude. All I've right. had such a long ass week. Do you mind if I join you for dinner or are you meeting somebody? I'm not meeting anyone. As far right. as I know, I'm I, not I haven't meeting got anybody. any food in the fridge. I was going to go get dinner too and yeah, then man. have a drink or two and then uh, I've got to edit this and get it out. But yeah, other than that, it won't take very long to edit though. We haven't said anything offensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, we, um, I feel like I've, uh, you know, I don't think I've said anything offensive, but I do no. have to notice. I do have to pay attention sometimes because I'll run my mouth and not think of any. I'll think I'll say something inac- innocuous. Yeah. And then somebody will be like, what did you mean by that? What did you mean by uh, they should stay in their own countries? Yeah. And you're like, uh, well, it's not what it sounds to be like. Fair, we both just said the opposite of that. So that's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, true. Like, actually, like, we did actually both say the opposite but, of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thanks, thanks for having me on here, dude. Brandon. Hey, if that, if that uh, documentary ever gets on TV. We're gonna watch it. Well, we had originally, yeah, I we'll have to talk about talk about it. But we had originally wanted to finish the doc and as a short, and then premiere it at the Nordic Club in New York. Oh yeah. But then, like, uh, pandemic happened, and Zach got hired at HBO. And oh nice, all good kinds job, of Zach. Stuff, bro. So, yeah, dude, he's doing really well. Nice. Is he producing the? Oh. Uh, he was an associate producer on a show and now he's producing his own stuff on his own platform that he's trying to get it's off the ground. A, which girl, a girl I used to live with, um, my first year in London, American girl, I can't remember where she's from. She, she works on the daily show now. Oh damn. <laughs> and I've not talked to her since it just, it, she came up. I don't have Facebook anymore. She came up and I deleted it three years ago. She came just before then, and I went, "Oh, what's Allison up to?" <laughs> and it's like it was like oh, segment on producer on the Daily Show, and I was like, "Shit!" Do you nice. ever listen to the New York Times Daily podcast? Just I do not. No. Just, Should I? Yeah, it's good. All right. I'm Michael Barbaro. Okay. Here's what else you need to know today. 
He's just such a weird guy. He sounds great. Every time I do a Hello. podcast now, I have to do an impression I'm, of him. I sound like... I don't sound I'm like him. Michael Bavaro. I think I'm trying to do Duke Nukem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on, Brandon. Yeah, take uh, it easy, Where do we buddy. find you on social media? Good question. Uh, I'm at, at Brendan Freaking Lemon. At Brendan Freaking Lemon. With a, Brendan with an that, O. That's on Insta. Is that also TikTok? It's also TikTok. Right. TikTok's where I post a ton of shit. I've got like yeah. 40,000 followers, which yeah. is... And is growing. So... Uh, it's a good place to follow me. All right. Thanks, but thanks, buddy. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>